Well, well, well. It is Monday afternoon, October 25th, 2021. It is officially the seventh episode of the Fantasy Football Spudcast, hosted by mine truly, me truly, I'm not sure what it is, but it's hosted by me, myself, and I, Joshua Hervey, or better known as Sir Potato TV on Twitch and Twitter. And before we get into the Week 7 recap, let's just say fantasy football this year has been wild. You can analyze statistically you can do all that you will and you can still be wrong and for those of you that know fantasy football anything can happen on a week to week basis that being said we are going to recap this week of football that just happened. We are going to do a Monday night preview. And before I get into the matchups and my thoughts on the matchups, let me go through. I called my shots on Saturday. And can I tell you, I was mm, I was 50-50. I called four shots on four positional players. And I borderline got one right. I borderline thought I got one right and went back and listened. And I ended up getting it wrong. But I got one officially wrong. One for sure wrong. Two for sure wrong. And two... I, I, I nailed. I guess. Is what you can call it. Uh, I lasered. Uh, I believe we called that segment... Uh, potato or laser? Will I potato or will I laser? Uh, I think is what we're going to call it going forward. And I called my shots. So, I called my shots with Matt Ryan as a top 12 quarterback matchup versus Miami. He finished with 22 fantasy points on DraftKings. Uh, he finished as the number 10 slash 11 quarterback. Now, the DraftKings lineup, the, the DraftKings scoring only did Sunday, Monday night. So there's still a Monday night game going on tonight. So that's why I'm saying this is a borderline right, borderline wrong. And not to mention the guy on the other side of the field for him outscored him. So that being said, I would just like to say I'm I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. I I mean, he got top 12 fantasy quarterback production, so 
Uh, that being said, I'm going to say I got this one right. You know what? We're just going to say I got it right. For this case, I got it right. He's inside the top 12. He's barely inside the top 12, but he's inside the top 12. And he got 22 fantasy points, which he actually tied with Kyler Murray. Um, so that's a plus. Um, the one that I absolutely got wrong. Uh, this is where I say, just because you can analyze by statistics, by metrics, by whatever you can call it, I had James Conner. I said he was going to be a top five running back this week. And here's why. Chase Edmonds was questionable coming into this game. I thought Arizona would get off to a lead earlier than the second quarter. And let's just put it this way. Chase Edmonds actually got more looks than James Conner in this game. So that being said, James Conner did find the end zone, and he was productive. He finished as a low-end running back two with 15 fantasy points. And let's just say this. I got this one wrong. I potatoed this 100%. So that being said, I thought James Conner was going to be a top five running back this week. I thought Arizona was going to get up, run the ball, run the ball. They did run the ball a lot. They ran for 173 yards. Um, But James Conner... Only found the end zone once, as opposed to maybe twice. And even then, I don't know if he would have finished as a top five running back. So, that being said, I missed. I potatoed this shot 100%. My next shot, I lasered this shot. Dante Pettis, I said, would be a top 24 wide receiver this week for the New York Giants. He had five catches, 39 yards... And a score. So DraftKings, which is a full point PPR, he got 15 fantasy points. Which, in this DraftKings lineup that I'm looking at, Monday to Sunday slate, this doesn't count Thursday, this doesn't count tonight. He is in the top 24. He was a... Number 16 on DK, so unless eight receivers get more than 16 fantasy points tonight, which is very doubtful, I got this one right. I nailed this one. 15 fantasy points, nailed it. This one, I thought I got right initially, and I went back and listened, and I called a different shot that I had written down. So, I got this one wrong at the end. Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox. I wrote it down as top 12 tight end. But I didn't say it. So that being said, I I tweeted it out, top 12 tight end. But I didn't tweet out the right shot. Therefore, I made a mistake. So in this instance, I said Mo Alley Cox would find the end zone. He did not find the end zone, but he did have 11 fantasy points, and he did finish as the number 9 tight end on the week before tonight's game. Uh, 
and I, I don't know Thursday night. I'm pretty sure still a top 12 tight end. I don't remember what happened Thursday night. It was so long ago. Um, and DraftKings didn't have the tight end scoring for Thursday night. So, therefore, I could probably look it up. But I'm just too lazy, and I just looked at the slate that I was in for Monday to Sunday. And for this case, in this slate, on this Sunday to Monday, he's the number nine tight end. So, therefore, I hit two out of four shots, which is a 50% ratio, which I'm probably losing most times. Let's just say it. Most times. I lose my 50-50s in battles on PUBG, and I lost this one too. 50% is a failing grade. Two out of four, really bad. Let's get into the matchups. This week was very crazy. And as I'm going through these matchups, there's a lot of games that I thought were going to be closer that were blowouts. There's a lot of games that were blowouts I thought would be closer. For instance, the score for this game that I'm going to tell you, and I got to watch a lot of this game because it was on my local TV, Washington versus Green Bay. Green Bay won 24-10. to 10. This game was actually closer than the score actually I mean, you look at the stats, you look at everything about this game, Washington could have kept this one closer. They failed to score in the red zone three times. They had a blocked field goal against them. Taylor Heineke fumbled. Antonio Gibson fumbled. It was just crazy. Now... Taylor Heineke did get it done for you in fantasy because he did rush for 95 yards running for his life because the offensive line was awful. Uh, J.D. McKissick outsnapped Gibson in this game. 46 to 30 snaps. And we'll talk about Gibson more when I talk about my rest of season rankings. But Gibson is not productive. He, to me is very similar to Mike Davis, Jamal Williams, and some of these running backs, Devin Singletary, that have to find the end, end zone now to be relevant. I don't think he is any longer a high-end to low-end one that everybody drafted him as. I think he is officially a flex play moving forward, and if you have better options... Play him over Antonio Gibson every time. Robert Tunyon got a bunch of looks. A bunch of looks. Found the end zone. Was fantasy relevant this week. I don't think you can trust it, though. I think Robert Tunyon, like last year, is very touchdown dependent. Therefore, you can't trust him. I like other guys ahead of Robert Tunyon, and he should not be on your rosters. That being said, let's move on to the next game. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Titans. You know what's actually kind of funny? 
is these were the two games that I was flipping back and forth. Washington versus Green Bay. Chiefs versus Titans. I want to say I thought this game would be closer. And I think everybody in the nation thought this game would be closer. Nobody thought the Titans were going to be a shutdown defense. Can I tell you something, though? I heard a stat on the radio. And here's the deal. I drive around at night, DoorDash. Okay, I deliver food. I listen to the radio. And I heard a stat on the radio. I can't remember who said it. Derek Henry, when he rushes for 100-plus rushing yards in a game, with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, the Titans are 20-2. and two. The funny thing is, Derrick Henry didn't even rush for 100 yards. I think he had 100, over 100 total yards with his receptions. But truthfully, he threw a touchdown, which bailed you guys out of fantasy. But long story short, the Titans... Came out. They won in the trenches. They forced Mahomes to scramble. And I think Patrick Mahomes was was just pressured a lot by this Titans team. And going forward, we have to view Patrick Mahomes as no longer a sheer best Number one QB of the week. I don't. I don't think he is the best quarterback every week. Um. I still think you trust Hill. I still think you trust Kelsey, and I still think you could trust Daryl Williams. I doubt Kansas City is gonna get blown out like this every game now. I mean, they got blown out against the Bills. They got blown out against Tennessee. I'm calling my shot right here. I'm predicting Kansas City misses the playoffs this year. I'm calling it right now. Right now, right here, 3.22 p.m. Central Standard Time. Kansas City will miss the playoffs this year. Let's go to the next game. Oh, there's a couple other bright news about this game. A.J. Brown... Looks good. Julio Jones was in and out of the lineup. He's okay. I think Ryan Ryan Tannehill moving forward. A lot of us drafted him as a low end one. I think he's more of a high end two. I just don't know if I can trust it. He was very fine. He was very good this week. He was very good in a matchup he should have been good in. Excuse me for one second. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I have, uh, it's fall and allergy season season is killing me. So if I mute the mic and pause... I am probably blowing my nose or doing some other stuff that you don't want to hear on my mic. So, uh, I know you heard some sniffling in the last episode, and I'm going to try to avoid that going forward. So, my apologies. 
Long story short, Ryan Tannehill threw for one and ran for one. He had like 270 yards or something like that. He did throw an interception. But honestly, he did very good in this game. He did good enough in this game to say A.J. Brown is back as a low-end one wide receiver. Julio Jones, as long as he stays on the field. I mean, he wasn't targeted a whole lot. But he is in and out of the out of, uh, he is on uh, on and off the field a bit, so you can't really trust Julio, I think. But he is a good enough player to where defenses have to watch him. So I think Tannehill to me, he might not be a low end one. He might be more of a high end two, low end one on bye weeks. Uh. So let's go to this next game where I called my shot. The Falcons versus Miami. Atlanta won 30-28. Kyle Pitts is the real deal. He is stealing targets from Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley is moving down my rest of the season rankings. He just has not done enough. He did get a touchdown. Bailed you out. He did have the targets. But he only had three catches for 29 yards. So, I'm a little concerned about Calvin Ridley. Cordell Patterson keeps getting snaps and increasing snaps. Mike Davis got banged up a little bit in this. I don't know the severity of it. Um, Cordell Patterson actually saw 14 carries and only saw like three receptions, which isn't like him. Um, I think Matt Ryan is moving the ball down the field a bit more. I think he is getting more comfortable with this offense. And I think that is the reason why Cordero Patterson maybe saw more running plays than he did passing plays. And I'm not saying that Cordero Patterson's value is going down. I'm just saying I think Matt Ryan's is starting to trust Kyle Pitts and his receivers, Russell Gage, other receivers, other players on the team besides Cordero Patterson to where he can spread the ball around and not focus on Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson is still going to touch the ball. If he gets you 10 to 15 fantasy points a week, that's an RB2. RB2 flex. And we'll talk about that more in my rest of the season rankings. Uh, but going to the Miami side of the ball, Two of made mistakes, but he still somehow managed to throw four touchdowns in this game. He threw less than 200 yards. Um, Gusecki and and uh, Waddle are both guys that should be starting in your lineup on a weekly basis. Miles Gaskin is way too inconsistent for me. He actually produced this week. He was probably on your bench. You can't trust this guy as an every-week starter. If you have to throw him in on a bye because of buys, you better pray that he finds the end zone. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's go to the next game. New England versus the Jets, 54-13. to 13. This was a blowout. This is one game I thought would be a blowout. I've, New England's defense is actually fairly good. And uh, they did lose a cornerback, and they did lose a linebacker. Got hurt. But 
This is still a very good football team. Uh, Damian Harris, two touchdowns this week in a smash spot. Brandon Bowman found the end zone. J.J. Taylor found the end zone. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Mac Jones threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Like, I think we are targeting every running back versus the Jets this year. And we just got to roll with it. Um, Zach Wilson is out. Uh, got hurt in this game. Mike White took over. And tendencies of Mike White is he likes to utilize his running backs in the passing game. 16 targets to his running backs and 14 receptions. That was just a Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, by the way. I didn't look down the stat sheet to see if there was any other scrub running back. But those are the two notable ones that are actually going to be fantasy relevant for us moving forward while Mike White is at the helm. Um, Michael Carter saw 19 touches in this game. I think he's a low-end two flex play every week. He's been getting touches the last few weeks more and more and more. This is a guy I think end of season could help your team. Um, that being said, Carolina versus the Giants. Giants won 25-3. This game was ugly. This is literally Carolina is a tale of two seasons. With and without McCaffrey. That's what it is. Sam Darnold got benched for P.J. Walker, who also didn't look good in this game. After the game, Matt Rule said Darnold was going to be a starter moving forward. Um, the only person you can really trust on Carolina moving forward, D.J. Moore and Chubba Hubbard. And then when McCaffrey comes back, obviously McCaffrey. And maybe when McCaffrey comes back, maybe you can trust Sam Darnold again because Sam Darnold has not been the same quarterback without McCaffrey. So that being said, the Giants got it done with backups. Dante Pettis found the end zone. I called my shot. Finished as a RB, uh, wide receiver two. Let's put it this way. The Giants just were all over Carolina in this game. The pressures, everything like that. Let's move on to the next game. The Bengals versus the Ravens. The Bengals just smashed the Ravens. 41-17. to Take that, Lamar Jackson. Take that, Lamar Jackson. The Bengals are a good team. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. I don't know what to say. Joe Burrow threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. And Jamar Chase has the most receiving yards for a rookie in the first seven games. 754 yards. I think Cincinnati Bengals are sneaky good. I think the Titans are sneaky good. I think there's a lot of teams, and maybe later this week I will try to predict the playoffs the playoff picture moving forward I will I will name seven teams from each AFC NFC division and I will let you know and we will grade it at the end of the year heading into the playoffs but 
The Ravens are forced to throw the ball more without a run game. Lamar averages seven more pass attempts per game this year than previous years. And, I mean, when you lose J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards before the season starts, I mean, you kind of got to roll with the punches. And it has turned Marquise Brown into a low-end two high-end flex play every week. Must start. Uh, Rashad Bateman also saw a decent amount of targets. Uh, I'm happy to see Rashad Bateman get enough targets. A lot of people did not like Bateman in this situation. But when you lose your both, both your starting running backs for the year, you're kind of forced to change how you play. And Lamar Jackson is playing... He didn't play well this game. But Cincinnati's defense is is good. Um, Let's move on to the next game. But before I do that, one second. All right, so Las Vegas versus the Eagles. Vegas, 33-22. and 22. Miles Sanders got hurt in this game. Might be a blessing in disguise. Ankle sprain, minor injury. Kenyon Drake, is he here to stay? I know Jacobs got hurt with a minor chest injury. It could have been more severe than it actually is. They do go on by this upcoming week. Um, there's not really a whole lot to talk about in this game. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. He's going to get you fantasy points. Uh, Dallas Goddard saw some targets. But really, Vegas is turned out to be a decent fantasy, uh, a, a good team. And um, Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake is a guy. We saw two weeks in a row produce. He found the end zone two weeks in a row. He actually had more carries than Jacobs, and I don't, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know when Jacobs got hurt. I don't even know this the severity, but I think Kenyon Drake moving forward is a valuable roster spot that he should be rostered at least, and maybe I'll do a little bit of study. I think this. The new so before Gruden like left, Gruden did not really care for Drake. He was calling the offensive plays. Now we have a new coordinator, a new coach. Somebody else is calling the plays, and they want to try to use Kenyon Drake. So I think Kenyon Drake is here to stay. Honestly, um, we'll talk about him more. Uh, you know, waiver waivers, maybe rankings, rest of season rankings episode. We got the Lions versus the Rams. 
the Lions actually threw a kitchen sink at the Rams. And they played this game close. And the Rams won 28-19. to uh, They were just outmatched. But, like I said, they threw the kitchen sink. I think they went out. They threw a fake punt, got a first down. Uh, there was a few plays that I saw in the highlights. And, whew, can I tell you, Stafford is so good under Sean McVay. Cooper Cup, so good with Matthew Stafford. Robert Woods was not a dud. Daryl Henderson was kind of a dud. It was a very favorable matchup, and he just didn't really show up. Um, but I see a guy that is going to be on waiver wire column that probably should be picked up or should have been picked up a week or so ago. Mr. Khalif Raymond, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, Jamal Williams saw 12 carries, but not another target in this game. And I think he saw 12 carries because this game was closer in the beginning. It was close. So, uh, I don't know if you could trust Jamal Williams. He's one of those guys where you could have probably dropped or traded him to the DeAndre Swift owner because Swift gets hurt. Um, and hope he got something. Uh, let's go to Arizona versus Houston. Uh... Arizona 31, Houston 5. The game flow wasn't... I mean, it was there for Connor to take, but it wasn't quite there. Um, I honestly thought this game was going to be a blowout from start to finish. Houston actually led this game in the first quarter, and then it was all Arizona afterwards. Um, Zach Gertz. Good sign. Five targets in his first game as a Cardinal. Caught a touchdown. Um, and Houston's just a bad football team. Um, rumor has it, I saw, uh, Tyrod Taylor might make his return. Coming off of IR, that's very good news. Uh, Brandon Cooks did see seven targets, five catches for 21 yards. Very depressing. Um, I, he's not droppable, but you gotta hinder your expectations with this Houston team. Um, the Bears versus the Bucks. Brady does Brady. Brady threw a 600 touchdown pass to Mike Evans, who had three touchdowns in this game. Um, it was basically a field day for the Bucks. I mean, Leonard Fournette went off, Godwin went off, guys you thought would go off. Went off. Um, the Bears' offense is very poor. Darnell Mooney saw five targets. I just don't know if you can trust Mooney going forward as even a flex option. Like, you like the guy. In Dynasty Leagues, you're keeping Mooney. Um, Allen Robinson, I don't know if you can really trust any pass catchers on the Bears. Who you can trust, though, is Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert ran for 100 yards against the Bucks, And I think he has value for when David Montgomery comes back. And 
he outsnapped Damian Williams in this game. And that's saying a lot. They love this kid. I think he might be mid-tier two at this rate. Even even in a game where they were the game script was negative, he still saw very good fantasy production. He's gonna be utilized. Uh let's go to Sunday night football. This game was actually very sloppy. Uh the Colts won thirty to twenty eight. And honestly, I sneaky I sneaky like the Colts. I, I they might be in my playoff prediction this week. But this there it was raining all game. And it was very poor. The fans looked miserable. I don't know why they were there. Elijah Mitchell was the lead back for San Francisco. Jonathan Taylor tore it up, uh, did Jonathan Taylor things. It's actually funny. They both had the same rushing stat line. They both legitimately 18 carries for 170 yards and a touchdown. The same exact stat line. The only difference is Taylor saw three receptions. Michael Pittman got bailed you guys out with a late touchdown. Um, and Debo looks like a high-end two wide receiver moving forward with or without Garoppolo. Um, let's talk about this Monday night football game. Uh, this Monday night football game, we got the Saints, we got the Seahawks. I'm not really, here's the deal. This primetime game is kind of depressing to me because the Saints are one of those teams either going to show up or not show up. Like, they have looked bad games and they have looked good games, and there's just no in-between with this team. Jameis Winston can throw five interceptions one night. He can throw five touchdowns the other day, and I don't know what we're getting. Here's what I can tell you. Guys that I can trust on the Saints. Uh, Elvin Kamara. I think I can trust Elvin Kamara. Marquez Callaway is a play tonight. I think he is going to see a lot of good looks tonight. Deontay Harris is out of this game. Michael Thomas is out of this game, so somebody's got to catch the ball. Uh, maybe you go for a tight end. Joan Thompson? Do you think Jawan Thompson scores tonight? Alvin Kamara game? Who knows? On Seattle's side of the ball, DK Metcalf is probably going to get shadowed by Lattimore, which means this could be a Lockett game. For those of you who probably benched Lockett because Geno Smith doesn't have the same rapport with Tyler Lockett, I think Tyler Lockett can be used in this game. I think he can attack Tyler Lockett in the slot. Short, mediocre, short, mediocre crossing routes. Maybe not the deep ball, but maybe the short crossing routes. But Geno Smith is going to try and find DK Metcalf. That was his safety blanket in the first couple games. Um, you have Alex Collins, Rashad Penny. Chris Carson is still out. 
on IR. I'm not sure how this backfield this this backfield is ugly. Because you have Rashad Penny coming off of IR. You have Alex Collins with a hip injury. I don't know if he's playing yet. I don't think there's been an official word yet. It's like I said, it's only three forty five right now. And I don't know if there's any word that he's playing or not, but I don't think you can trust these guys. The Saints are actually, the last few weeks, like the third best defense against the run anyways. Um, And like I said before, if I wasn't Alex, Alex Collins' owner, I didn't go rush out to get Rashad Penny. If I had to start a, a running back on Monday night, though, and I had Alex Collins, I would have gone out and got DJ Dallas and flexed him in, in that spot as opposed to Alex Collins because DJ Dallas gets involved in the passing game, which I think would be fine in a scenario like this. He got carries and he caught the ball. He saw targets. So I think this is a game. If Alex Collins is out... Obviously, you don't know how many snaps Rashad Penny's going to get if he's going to play. But I like DJ Dallas regardless because I think DJ Dallas has flex, especially because it's week seven and it's bye week. And I mean, you if you if you go in tonight knowing Alex Collins is not starting and DJ Dallas maybe. The guy you're playing has somebody playing tonight that's out. Like Alex, maybe he's got Alex Collins and you didn't go out and pick up DJ Dallas or Rashad Penny. You can go block him and go pick up DJ Dallas so he can't pick him up before the game. So I don't know. There's a lot of different strategies to this. And if you have to block players from your opponent, go for it. I'm going up against Alex Collins tonight in my league. I don't even know if he's going to play. I'm up 24 points. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that being said, it's Monday Night Football. It's probably going to be a snooze fest. There is a Madden cast tonight. Um, and if you want any live updates on your phone, injuries, trades, etc. in the NFL, go to the Sleeper app on your phone. Go to the Play Store, look for the Sleeper Fantasy app. It's got like a little robot head with like a little antenna. And install it, and you can get updates instantly to your phone. Uh, that being said, I'm going to wrap up this recap. Uh, have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Or. or <laughs> I won't see you, but I'll talk to you tomorrow about waiver wire picks up pickups and the article. Uh, have a great night.